Laurel attended King James I Grammar School in County Durham, and later the King School in Tenmouth, England. When he was old enough for secondary school, his parents moved to Glasgow, Scotland, where his father took a job as the manager of the Metropole Theatre. This allowed his son to attend the well-respected Ruther Glen Academy. Meanwhile, Hardy grew up in Madison, Georgia, where he and his brothers often slipped down to the Oconee River to fish and swim. The worst shock of his young life came the day his older brother, Sam, began drowning. And though Hardy eventually got him to land, it was too late. Sam died in his little brother's arms, an understandably traumatic event for a boy who had already lost his father, too. Not surprisingly, Hardy began to act out by getting into trouble at the local school, and when she found herself unable to handle the boy, Emily followed her family's advice and sent him to the Georgia Military College in Milledgeville when he was still very young. When Hardy was 13, she transferred him to Young Harris College in the hills of northern Georgia. It was while the two boys were in high school that they began to show the types of similar interests that would eventually bring them together. Neither was impressed with higher education, but both enjoyed acting. Hardy joined the school's theatrical troupe and was one of a small number of students who ran away from the school to Atlanta, Georgia, where they had hoped to break into show business with their musical talent. When Emily found out what Hardy had done, she surprised her son by offering him singing lessons instead of a scolding and arranged for him to remain in Atlanta and study music with the famous German singer Adolf Dom Peterson. Hardy likely surprised himself in turn when he decided to give up his lessons and the $3.50 a week he was making singing at the Alcazar Theater to return to school in Milledgeville. Around the same time Hardy was dabbling with performing, Stan was making his stage debut by emulating his hero, stage comedian Dan Leno, at the Panopticon in Glasgow in 1906. According to his father, something amazing happened. I went up to London, and while there, I met Mr. Walter Gibbons, now sir, and he showed me a marvelous appliance that would project living, moving pictures onto a screen. He called it the Randvall, and having seen the miracles he had described to me with my own eyes, I bought it. And so it came about that I took the first cinema projector to the North. And did the North like it? Not a bit. Not even when I put a singer at the back and tried to synchronize her with the film. And did Stan get excited? Not a bit. I don't remember a single display of enthusiasm on his part. In that black box lay his future fortunes, and he was not even interested. In 1910, Laurel took the stage name of Stan Jefferson and joined another young actor named Charlie Chaplin in a troupe of performers led by Fred Carnot. That same year, Norville became Oliver Norville Hardy, and he got a job running the projector at the Milledgeville Movie House. He also took the tickets, balanced the books, and cleaned the building. Thus, while Laurel worked British music halls and occasionally understudied for Chaplin, Hardy studied the work of the actors he saw on screen and became convinced that he could do a better job than they did. At that time, many movies were being made in Jacksonville, Florida. So Hardy moved there and found work at the Lubin Manufacturing Company, an early movie studio. He also took every chance he could to perform in the city's nightclubs and music halls, and he eventually married Madeline Solution, a pianist who sometimes accompanied him. In 1914, 
Hardy made his first movie, Outwitting Dad, for Lubin, and by this time, he was already six foot one and weighed around 300 pounds. His chubby features earned him the nickname Babe among his family and friends, but in this movie and others, he would be cast as a heavy or sinister character. He continued to make movies, which led him to move to New York in 1914 to find more roles, where he made 50 short subject films for Edison and other studios before returning to Jacksonville. In 1917, he left the East Coast altogether to move to Hollywood, where he worked for several studios but was never offered a contract. As Hardy was bouncing around, Laurel had arrived in America with Chaplin and other members of the Carnot Troupe in early 1912. The troupe performed a number of tours that had them work their way across America before arriving in Hollywood in 1918. By this point, Laurel had perfected some of the comic routines that were...